Hey family, here's another podcast from the 98.5 Breakfast Show with Kirsty and Dan. Oh, that's us, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dave family, taking another look at the traffic for this morning. Good news is no major incidents out on the road, which should make everyone's drive that little bit easier, which we'd love to see. We'll have a quick look at our freeway southbound run, though. It is busy from Karanup Road through to Vincent Street, and then the northbound run on the Quinana, slow at Rowley Road, and then South Street through to Manning Road there, just before you get into the city. Some metro hotspots to watch out for, though. Ranford Road northbound at Row Highway in Canningvale, and Leach Highway northbound at Welshpool Road in Welshpool. So please, drive safely, and that's the latest from Main Road. Thank you, Cal. Um, Thanks so much. Hey, guess yep. what? What? I heard the wildest story the Get other day. Get out of town. Yeah, Dan, I've heard this. I love wild I, stories. This story is just so crazy that I it just almost can't be true, but it is. So I was catching up with, uh, like I was at Pilates with a yep. group and we were all sitting around waiting for everyone to turn up. Classic. And this, this lady was telling the story of what happened to her husband. Okay. So they live um, down sort of Coogee Way. Uh-huh. And her husband was home and he got this knock on the door. Uh-huh. Middle, of the, middle of the day. Got this knock on the door and he opened it up and there was this guy there going, I've called the police. I know who you are. I know that that's my car out the front. Yeah, yeah, literally. I know what's going on and I'm going to, you're going to be in trouble for this. And the guy's just standing there and he's like, what are you talking about? What, what, who are you and what are you doing on my property? He then walks out the front. He's got a very large four wheel drive, like a V, you know, V8 sort of four wheel drive, big, big car. The, the, all the tires were down. Hang on, hang on. Sorry, is this is this the your mate's husband's, husband's car? Husband's car, yes. Okay. So he's gotten a knock on the door. Yeah, yeah. From this guy saying, "I know who you are. I know what you've done." Blah 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 blah. Yeah. And the guy's going, "What are you talking about?" Goes out to the front, sees his car, which yeah. is his big V eight car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the tires, tires down, flat. not just <gasps> down, but like being sort of damaged. Like Each slashed. tire, yeah. <gasps> and he's like, "What? What have you done?" He goes, "This is my car." I know. I had this car stolen. This is my car. And I have taken the tubes out of the tyres so you can't go. I've called the police. (laughs) I've called the police. They are on their way. And you are going to get into trouble. This is my car that's been stolen. (laughs) Okay. Now, the husband then Mm -hmm. says to this guy, mate, I'm an undercover cop. That's an undercover police car. You have damaged police property. It is my car. You have two hours to fix these tires or I will arrest you for malicious damage. <laughs> so what had happened, this guy honestly thought his car, he'd driven past, seen this car, yeah. thought it was his car that had been stolen months before. Yeah. Had said he recognised a scratch on the side. But instead of just calling someone, he had gotten some pliers and he'd prized open the tyres to pull the tube out so that he couldn't just pump the tyres up because he thought, yeah. this is my stolen car. Once they get wind of the... They might they might disappear with it, might take off, and I won't be able to find where they've gone with yeah. my stolen car. Okay. Turns out it wasn't a stolen car. It was an undercover car. <laughs> so this guy then went, oh, right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Call some people to come. They had to come and lift the car up and they had to fix all the tyres. would have cost him... They're called mechanics, Kirsty. No, no, no. They were a tyre people. <laughs> yeah. They had to come and do the tyres. <laughs> and he had two hours in to, to do it. 
What a wild story. That's such an overreaction. Oh, no, I'm going to do it. I'm going to take the tubes. That's what I'm going to do. Not park your car behind it, you oh, know, yeah. or like something like that, or like, I don't know, just flatten the tyres. Yes. No, no I'm, I'm going to take the inner tubes taking out. Taking the inner tubes out, I'm going to damage them so you wow. can't take off with my stolen car. What a wild story. That is a wild story. We were just laughing. We are like, so what happened? She goes, well, he got it done in time and... Uh, He's a neighbour. He's a neighbour. So they see him driving around and now they're like, who are you? <laughs> you know? <laughs> wow. Okay. That is a... You know what, Kirsty? Wild that story. That is a wild story. True, though. It's a very wild... That's a true wild story. Mm-hmm. I reckon I reckon the family would have some wild stories. Have you got some wild true stories that are so crazy? Yeah. You go, that can't be true. Because people go, no, nah, no, nah, get out of town. That's not... He did no. not. He did not. I don't yes, that. yes, they... He yeah. actually did. Maybe this is the start of a beautiful new thing, Kirsty. Mm. Maybe this is the start of... Mm, what should we call it? The story time. Oh, story time with the family. Story time with the family. Just ridiculousness. Yeah. I want to know. Give us a call nine three one three zero nine eight five, or if you're a really good writer, you could text it. You know. <laughs> oh yeah. Probably too hard Long to text story. it. But yeah, send it through. Come wow. on, let's do it. Wild stories that are true. We want to hear from you. Oh wow. Okay. Um, don't don't take it. Undercover don't take cops out of tubes. undercover cops cars. Okay. They'll, they'll get you. Nah, 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 you're on 98.5 with Kirsty and Dan. And I just shared a wild story that was true of uh, how a a lady was telling us that her husband got a knock on the door um, from some guy saying, I know who you are, you're in trouble, (laughs) I'm calling the police, that's my car, you've stolen it, I found my car, so I pulled all the tubes out of the big (laughs) four-wheel drive wheels so you can't disappear with it. Turns out he's an undercover cop. It's an undercover car. It's a bold strategy. And uh, they had to get it's it fixed very quickly. bold strategy. <laughs> and we have a couple of calls on the line. Oh, hello. good morning. Heather, how are you? Uh, good, thanks, guys. How are you? Oh, excellent. Have you got a wild story that's just too unbelievable to be true? Yes, I do. Okay. Uh, so a few years ago, we get into the car. And there's some tiny, tiny little baby spiders in our car. Oh, no. I was like, oh, that's a bit gross. So we kind of got rid of them and off we went. And then the next day there were more tiny baby spiders. And we got rid of those. I'm thinking, this is pretty gross. And then one day I'm taking my kids to school and there were baby spiders everywhere. (gasps) And so there am I, I'm in the school car site dealing with the baby spiders and I had to go to work. I get in the car and driving through the tunnel. And there's baby spiders on me. Oh, oh no, Heather. And I get to work. And I get to work. And I went inside and I got some spray and I fogged my car and I parked it in the full sun with all the windows out thinking I'm going to cook them. <laughs> and I got in the car and there's dead baby spiders everywhere. I thought, that's it. That'll be the end of them. But it wasn't the end of them. And they just kept coming for several days. And then finally there were none left. How high were you from all the, uh, the fumes? Like, well, no, it, gets, it, gets, it gets better. It gets what? Okay. Oh, okay.
had that spider come out while we were in the car and driving. Oh <laughs> my! All right, Heather, that is what that is. That is a terribly that is, also terrifying. makes me want to ask what was under the child's booster seat. Well, I talk about that another day. <laughs> the food. Oh my uh, we goodness! We got Jill. Good morning, Jill. Wild stories that are true. Good morning, Dan and Kirsty. Jill, oh, tell Jill, us your story. Us. <laughs> so a couple of years ago, we were at a lion park, which was quite far out of already, town. Already, already love this. Go on. <laughs> and um, you're allowed to drive your vehicle through the lions, and um, the district instructions don't stop if the lions start coming around you. And clearly these lions were really, really inquisitive, and the youth in front of us that was jam-packed with people, um, they were they just stopped, and about 20 lions started surrounding this um, youth, started literally climbing all over it, and started chewing on the tires. Um, the side mirrors, the windscreen wipers, um, the mud flaps, and we thought this was quite amusing, obviously, but we kept driving, and we actually drove out of the um, enclosure and watched what was going on, and... Um, they actually had to get a flatbed truck in to come and remove the vehicle. Um, they had to lock the uh, lions away, and I don't know how long the whole process um, actually lasted, but the whole family was stuck in the car for a very, very long time <laughs> while they tried to sort that out. Was this in, was this in Perth? No, this yeah. was in Africa, surely. No, no, this was in South Africa. Oh, oh. that makes far more sense. Oh, my goodness. Could you you pay that family going, oh, yes, once they get okay. through those tyres and they get yeah. through the metal, What's then they're going to get to us. That's I don't think they great. can eat through metal. Thanks so much for that, Jill. <laughs> the only you way don't that story, know. The only way that story could have been any better what? is if, and then we were driving out of the enclosure and I looked in my rearview mirror and there was a tiger <laughs> sitting in the back seat. Wild oh. stories. <laughs> oh, wow. wow. I can't believe that. Unbelievable. Ah, I see what he's done. Oh, Lord, Unbelievable stories. Well, should we get... Should we, we got get... one more. We got one oh, more. Oh, we got one more? We got time for one more. Jules, good morning. Hi, guys. How are you oh, going? Very good. Fascinating stories that we're hearing this morning. Uh, okay. Well, I was living in Italy back in the early 90s. Oh. I'm pretty old. And um, that was a pretty dark time in history. The mafia was a bit active and things were getting bombed and whatever. And uh, I went on holidays down to Florence. I was near Milan. And the Uffizi had been bombed by the mafia and they had reopened it. And as a celebration of its reopening, they made it free for the public. So, of course, I was in on that. Went in the morning. All good. And then in the afternoon, I went down a side street and found a leather glove shop and as you do spent the afternoon in there you know, powdering they powder the gloves and they stretch them with little special wooden implements and tried on and bought lots of pairs of coloured gloves and like, came out and suddenly the, the street was deserted this busy street where I'd been earlier was completely empty and I was like okay I looked down the bottom and there was army and they had put up a barricade so I'm like oh okay uh, I'll have to go back the way I came back towards the 50 so I crossed over the road and as I crossed over, the, the barricade was lifted and the, this limo swept up the street and just pulled up next to me as I stepped on the pavement. And then all of a sudden there were soldiers everywhere and the limo was opened and this guy got out and this chick got out and I was ushered along by the soldiers behind these people. I'm like, no, I'm not part of the crowd. I didn't speak Italian. And uh, they ushered us around the corner and then up steps and then we were on the stage in front of the officer looking at the entire Piazza della Signora, which was packed full of people with a big circle of army guys holding them back. And everyone went to their appointed seats. Of course, I didn't have a seat. And it was the president. 
it was the president of Italy. Yes. So I'm just like, I'm literally like, oh my God, this is going to be a long night in the police station trying to explain who I am because they're all a bit tetchy and trigger happy. And I'm just like, I've got to get out of here. I've got to get out of here. So I went to the side of the stage. That's so funny. <laughs> oh, it gets, it gets better. It keeps so going. I got out of that situation. It keeps going. Okay. So from there, I went to Rome. I went to Rome and I went to the Vatican. And I wanted to go to the Sistine Chapel. And I was like, stick with the crowd. Stick with the crowd. Don't wander off on your own. Don't so I get see taken this mob of people and I follow them. Yeah. I follow them and it's a thing and cues and winding. It's going on. And then there are metal detectors. And then we go on further and there are bag searches. And I'd been in this queue for like two hours. I just head to this, found someone who spoke English and said, this is pretty heavy security for the Sistine Chapel. But I guess, you know, considering the bombing in the 50s. And this American says, no, we're going to a people audience. <laughs> this is the cue to see the Pope. And I'm just like, no. And, and of course, everyone had invitations. They were pulling out like this. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I don't have a ticket. I need to get out of this queue. I need to get out of, go, get out of this line. And this American's going, you're chosen. It's meant to be. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> eventually, we wind we wind up, I'm not joking, in this, in this, I don't know, it's like an amphitheater theater thing. Of course, again, everyone's got a seat except me. So I just like crouched down in the, in the um, aisle. And sure enough, JP came out. And every, as he greeted each group of pilgrims, they all stood up and sung a song. And I'm just like, oh, wait, there is, there's no way I'm standing up and singing the song on my own. So I am, I'm like, please, nobody. Pick me. So, anyway. Jules. Of course, I got out of there. I found a phone, rang my family, went, I just saw the Pope. And i like, yes. <laughs> and I was on stage with the President of Italy. Wow. <laughs> Is that it? Is that it, Jules? Oh, my goodness. That's it. That's my story. Jules. <laughs> well, you... Amazing, amazing, and you are definitely in the running for our caller of the week because that just took us on a journey beyond what I expected. Wow. Wow. Family, if you've got any more stories that are so wild that they're just unbelievable but they're true, let us know. Yes. Well, there you have it, family. Another Breakfast Show podcast. If you loved it, you can always check out the 98.5 website, 98five.com. Or you can even just tune in live.